This is your captain speaking. Please fasten your seatbelts. Day 39. Posted November 16, 2002. 10.05 a.m. New York City. I'm writing this journal entry at a cruising altitude of 35,000 feet en route to New York City, where the bitch slap sessions will be resuming come Monday morning. I'm not quite sure exactly why we're recording in New York. The band, the producer, the label, and I all live in L.A., yet we're going to travel to the most expensive city in the Union to record bitch slap? The only person on the project who actually lives in New York is Fingers, and he was more than content staying at the modestly priced Sportsman's Lounge in Studio City. Recording studios are considerably more expensive in New York, as are food, lodging, and equipment rentals. Hell, the sushi bills alone are going to put this album up over the million mark before January. At the moment, and I stress the words, at the moment, I'll be staying in a midtown hotel that I've resided in once before and that, quite frankly, I abhor. The rooms are only slightly larger than a shoebox, and while my manager has convinced the label to upgrade me to a deluxe suite, I happen to know the deluxe suites are nothing more than French for two shoeboxes connected. According to Ed Cherney, my name is Ed Cherney, another engineer and great fan of this particular hotel. The rooms are so small, I had to go into the hall to change my mind. Uh, are you comfortable? Uh, yeah, I, I make a living. Apparently, I'm staying in hotel shoebox because the ever misguided label is trying to save money, as this project is costing them a fortune. I was so shocked to hear that the album was costing a fortune that I nearly fainted. Fortunately, I was sitting down. Of course, in the infinite wisdom that is so typical of the major label machine, they are flying the entire band and crew out to New York, putting us up in fairly expensive hotels, even hotel shoebox isn't cheap, and paying an outrageous amount of money per day for a studio. I'm not sure whom they hired as their resident money saver, but so far this yet unnamed artisan has shown little to zero talent toward that particular job description. Then, of course, there's our traveling personal assistant. Upon Willie's request, I hired an assistant, one who stays with the project as opposed to the studio. Unbeknownst to Willie, I ran a one ad on my forum, and I hired my assistant from those applicants. Our assistant will also need to stay in a hotel and will be paid a daily rate to pretty much do nothing all day, since the studio supplies an assistant. Of course, I'm always glad for the extra help considering the history of this project even self-help. You see, soon after my first eight-week stint recording Bitch Slap, I started to get the idea that I might be in need of certain self-improvement. Yes, given that I am the hero of this particular diary, I realize it may be difficult to bring yourself to admit that I might need some improvement. But let's be truly honest with ourselves. It's quite apparent that I was allowing Bitch Slap's blatant inadequacies as a band, and as human beings in general, to affect me negatively. So in an effort to combat this negativity, I sought out the help of a meditation guru, whom I prefer to call Dalai Lama. I've begun a very intensive study with Dalai Lama on how to combat the negative effects of the blundering idiots surrounding me. So far, I'm happy to report, it's going quite well. Lama has been teaching me to employ the power of positive thinking, even in the most dismal of scenarios. To date, 
I haven't had the opportunity to test my techniques in the heat of battle, but I'm happy to report I'm optimistic. It's been two months since I last worked on the Bitch Slap sessions. In that time, I mixed an album for Bitch Slap's label, and I've produced an album in its entirety for another label. I was, however, present for one of the Los Angeles audition days, and I even documented the day and my thoughts on the auditions. But I've decided to scrap those writings, as I was rambling aimlessly, and I consider that particular day old news. You see, according to Dalai Lama, I must continually move forward and resist the urge to focus on past events beyond their most profound lessons. Since I have no profound lessons from that particular day, my rantings have been deleted from my computer and subsequently forgotten. I've been mostly absent from the goings-on since the inevitable meltdown. Therefore, you must understand that most of the information that I have regarding Bitch Slap is second-hand and sketchy at best. My knowledge of the events that transpired during my absence would not likely pass the legal scrutiny of the hearsay challenge. But then, I'm not under oath here, so I'll share what I know. I'll warn you now that these reports sound like the fantasy of a raving lunatic. I promise you, I am neither a raving lunatic, nor is it a fantasy. I have actually considered leaving this information out because, quite frankly, it doesn't sound very credible. But I have decided that it is best if I report what truly happened, as I view my purpose here not as a storyteller, but as reporter of fact. So here are the facts. Harmon, who had gone off the proverbial deep end, managed to somehow hijack the band limousine all the way to Seattle, sans the driver of said limousine. He has since been recovered by a bounty hunter privately hired by the record company. Word has it that Harmon has been quietly rehabilitated by his most enabling sponsor, Marvellus and Company, placed on potent prescription drugs under the care of a world-renowned psychiatrist, who apparently will be making frequent visits to New York City, and has been re-established as the bass player for the band Bitch Slap. Since receiving this news, I have taken to actively and vigorously exercising my right middle finger in preparation for the outrageous amount of punch-ins I'll be performing during bass overdubs. Oh, joy. I mean, oh. Lance, the once temporary bass player for the band Bitch Slap, met some chick during the New York drummer auditions and apparently got her pregnant. Under normal circumstances, this would be horrifying news. For him, not for me. I don't particularly like the little twerp since he wrote a bunch of crap about me in his diaries. Save for the fact that the woman he impregnated is the daughter of an international dignitary. Most impressively, Lance accomplished this feat concurrent with a visitation by Virginia Skanky of the Huntington Beach Skankies. Ah, to be young again. Dumbass, who has now been permanently replaced as the drummer of the band, has managed to convince the band and the label that Bitch Slap needs a keyboard player. Apparently, Cotton is close to having his cast removed from his wrist and will be available for such duties in the near future. I don't believe the guy even knows how to play keyboards, so I can only assume he's taking lessons. Why they keep dumbass around is absolutely one of the great mysteries of life to me. No matter what angle you view it, dumbass is a pain in the ass. He's only mildly entertaining in a purely annoying sort of way. He has poor rhythm which, contrary to contemporary wisdom, is an important part of keyboard playing. And he has proven himself to have a severe lack of musicality, 
as if that's not enough, the entire band and crew hate him. If you really think about it, you probably hate him. I would have bet anything that once the band got a new drummer, it would be curtains for dumbass. I mean, they were so fucking close. What made them keep this loser? I'm missing something here, and it's now my mission to find out what. The band has been rehearsing with the new drummer for over a month, and the plan is to record the album in its entirety before the end of January from scratch. If you heard those last two words and an odd sort of plunk sound afterwards, that was your jaw hitting the floor. Pick it up. While for the most part I'm over it, The magnitude of starting completely over again is nothing short of staggering to me. I'm confident that you, the reader, will feel similarly. And far be it for me to allow the reader of this journal to draw the glaringly obvious connection of this particular development on his or her own. So I'll spell things out for you. Yes. Somehow, in the course of eight weeks, in what has easily been the most heinously miserable time I have spent recording an album, with the most wretched ungrateful, myopic group of dimwits and egotistical snobs to have ever graced the earth, I have somehow managed to be a party to the accomplishment of nothing. Nothing, that is, other than the blatant and most egregious wasting of money and time. To make matters worse, I have not, to my satisfaction, gained one single viable relationship that could somehow, in some small way, make all the misery and squalor worthwhile. Spending my time with Bitchlap has been about as enriching to my soul as a repeat episode of Spongebob. Of course, thanks to Dalai Lama, I now recognize that I must move forward from this revelation and accept that my purpose here is somehow greater than to be Bitchlap's personal bitch. Apparently, the replacement drummer will be one of three candidates whom I happen to record an audition of in L.A., If the drummer is who I think it is, I must say, I was quite impressed by his skills behind the kit. Under normal circumstances, I'd be confident that we could easily accomplish the goal that has been set forth to complete the album before the end of January. But in my short tenure as Bitch Slap's recordist, I have grown accustomed to the fact that these sessions are never under normal circumstances. My every instinct says we will not come remotely close to that goal. Still... I must remain optimistic. As I fly and write this journal entry, I have an obese woman on my right, who I would say suffers from severe apnea, and a slightly odiferous man to my left. As I sit in the middle seat of a full plane that is barely adequate in legroom for a quadriplegic, let alone a man six feet ten inches tall. Regardless of the poor circumstances in which I attempt to type this entry, I can't help but chuckle in a most uncomfortable way at the fact that I will be recording this bunch of losers again. Don't get me wrong. They're a swell bunch of losers. So long as they aren't in the same room as one another. More importantly, so long as they're not playing musical instruments and so long as they're not actually talking. While I'm truly intrigued, I'm partly concerned with the dynamic changes that will occur with the addition of a new band member to Bitch Slap. Through this concern, I have brought myself to two opposing ways of viewing the situation. On the one hand, 
bitch slap in its original configuration of dumbass Harmonino, Polyor, and Johnny Lala are the devil I know. On the other hand, the interpersonal relationships of bitch slap members are so poor, things couldn't possibly get worse. Now that's positive thinking. Mixerman, 